2: Welcome to Oddball, a very sick Amino Hassan, a not so sick Charlotte Wilder, but soon to be by the properties of this enclosed box that we're in.
0: Cool. Very
1: glad we're you doing know,
2: this. Can a, I? <laughs> you know Can, can we I, have the door open? Can I dip out? Uh, just ventilate this place, but.
1: I'm glad everyone in the control room is laughing so hard.
2: Well, they're behind glass. That's so fun for me. They're safe. You know who else doesn't have to worry about anything? Who? Mike Miller. Mike is going to be joining us for a little conversation about the next chapter in his life.
1: Can't I, wait to hear what Mike has to say.
2: Especially what kind of pets he has. Also, uh, hype me up. This is the segment. Hype me up. Yeah, you do that voice and we uplift people. Mm-hmm. But um, let's go right to Mike Miller. Why not? Why are we wasting time? I'm sick. Our next guest is the president, co founder, and an agent at Lyft Sports Management. But you might know him from his prior career. As an NBA player, 17 years in the league, two-time champ, 2001 Rookie of the Year, 2006 Sixth Man of the Year, and of course, how can we forget, a career, 40% three-point shooter, it's Mike Miller. Mike, before we get started with everything, I have to tell this story. Uh, Back in the days when I was at ESPN, we did a couple of shows during the summertime doing the jump, right? And so there was... (laughs) I want to say it was either 2016 or 2017. I was walking from the studio back to the hotel, JW Marriott, and I saw you in the lobby. And I said, "Mike, what's up, man? What you doing here? I didn't see you on the schedule this week." And you said, "No, no, I'm not doing the show. I'm here for the game." I'm like, "What game?" And you're like, "Nuggets Lakers." I'm like, "Why are you at Nuggets Lakers?" And he said. I played for the Nuggets. I'm like, oh, it's sad. <laughs> it blew my mind, man. It was like, you're still playing. I, at that point, I thought you, you had already transitioned and stuff. So I want to ask you what those last few years were like for you in your career where you are, you're not playing, you're kind of there as a veteran mentor, role player, but like you're still kind of extending your career.
3: Hey, first of all, don't feel bad. The only people that knew I was playing still were the payroll people that, and with the Nuggets. You know, it was interesting. Obviously, the hardest thing to do at the end of your career is when you still feel pretty good, but, at, you know, you got to go serve a different purpose and a different role. Um, and that's what made my journey and my experience in the NBA so different, right? Like I was – I almost played every role there was. And with my role in the Denver Nuggets was being that veteran leader, um, trying to get those guys to understand the difference between – You know, 38 wins and 60 wins and um, just the development side and just being that voice in the locker room, the positive voice.
2: You're one of seven former players who are certified as agents. Why do you think so few players go into this line of work?
3: It's a grind. Um, You know, it really is a grind. And if you don't prepare yourself and understand that, you're doing the clients a disservice. Um, I literally am working harder now than I do as, as a player, and it sounds crazy, but it is. But it's, it's my passion. It's what I felt like I'm, I'm here for. My mom and my dad were both on me even when I was going through it. Is Once you get to where you're, where you're successful, is turn around and help the next person up. And I think that's what I'm, I'm, I'm set to do. Um, and I was fortunate enough to build an unbelievable team around me at Lyft uh, that helps me on the stuff that I don't know and learning through. Um, But the value of playing 17 years and playing every level, whether it was a starter, was one of the best players on the team, or was a guy in Denver that didn't play, but was a locker room guy and understood it. Those things are what I think we bring a huge value to. And that's what we set out to do when we built that.
2: Now, beyond that, you've been a college coach at the University of Memphis with Penny Hardaway. You've been a very successful high school coach. Do you feel like those experiences have helped you in your role as an agent? And could you have... Could you have been what you're doing, doing what you're doing now, had you not had those experiences?
3: Uh, I think I could be doing what I'm doing now without those experiences. but I wouldn't be as equipped for it. I always had great relationships with every player I played with, understood them because I'm around them a lot. When I got into college coaching, you start understanding uh, what these kids react to and how they, uh, you know, how they're, you know, they build off of things that you say. And I think in college I learned that. Obviously, high school is leading. Um, it's being the head coach and leading, you know, in, in college, in college, I was, you know, following Penny's lead and, and helping and being an assistant there and, and trying to get these players in development side better. Um, but all of it's about basketball and we at Lyft, we keep the main thing, the main thing. And so when you go through college, you go through high school, I love the development side. It's another thing I think it makes us different. Like I do the training, so it's getting on the floor, gaining the trust. All those things added up to where I am now.
1: People love to talk about like, oh, Gen Z or like, oh, kids these (laughs) days are like always on their phones. Have you seen any sort of difference in players who are coming up today as opposed to when you were playing? Is there a generational shift that's really remarkable or is this just the same thing everybody's been saying since as long as there were generations?
3: Well, it's definitely not the same. I mean, I think it's the same thing that every generation goes through. It's just that these guys have more at their fingertips. and, And when there's more at their fingertips, you know, and they're seeing things on social media or they're you know, they're directly getting things off of social media or they're directly impacting or they're building brands or building things off social media, stuff that we never could do.
1: Is there a common question that when you're talking to players or, or about to sign players to work with them that they ask you? I'm always curious if I assume that everybody knows what the deal is going into the NBA, but if you've never been there, is there one thing that surprised you that, that people might ask?
3: No, it's the same question everywhere, everywhere I go. How was it playing with LeBron? it was obviously it was amazing it was a blessing but you know i think it's it, you know to me it's it's i'm able to have real basketball conversation real basketball talk with, with these kids and ultimately that's what triggers these kids and what they are excited about and the ones that really want to be about basketball and be better basketball players and and listen and learn it's a huge advantage you know it just is i mean i, I wish i'd have done it going through obviously i had great bets when i walked in you got to be a part
2: of something that is going to be remembered forever, that Miami Heat team that went to the finals four years and won two titles, obviously. Looking back now, what are some things that in the moment you guys felt like, okay, this is just every day, this is life, that you look back now and say, that's insane that we went through that?
3: (laughs) Well, the biggest insane thing that I think is not even just the moments going through it, uh, was the sacrifice that was needed uh, you know, and I always say, like, for all kids, even when I was coaching or now in the agency side, like, sacrifice is an easy word if you know what the outcome is going to be. Right. Like, you know, you come into in Miami and we all felt like we were certain levels of basketball players. And if someone told you, hey, listen, instead of shooting 13 shots this year, you're going to shoot five or six, um, but you're going to win a championship. Everyone's going to raise their hand, be like, oh, OK, I'll do that. Um, but, you know, if you don't win championships, sacrifice goes for nothing. So sacrifice is difficult. Um, and then just the mental, the mental load it to, you know, I mean, when you join a team like that, and I think uh, the, the team doesn't get enough credit for is the expectations were crazy. It's so all we signed up for is what we wanted. One of the biggest reasons I went there, I wanted to find out if I had it or not. Um, at that, on that level or that stage. But like when you're done, like physically you're beat up, but mentally you're way more fatigued than you are physically.
2: Charlotte, now I don't know if you know this, Mike is from South Dakota, right? So (laughs) Mike, I interviewed Austin Reeves. He's from a real small town in Arkansas and talking about the people that he grew up around who said he wasn't ever gonna make the NBA or make the league. And then that first summer coming back and it was like, yeah, what's up now? Like (laughs) after he had a good year playing with the Lakers. For you coming from South Dakota, what were some of the challenges as far as your basketball dreams? And did you ever go back home and say, "What's up now"?
3: <laughs> uh, I mean, you want to say, "What's up now"? There's no question. I mean, that's that's just natural. That's your, you know, you you being natural and competitive. You know, when I was coming up, in, you know, South Dakota, if you really wanted to recruit me, you had to work. <laughs> and, and you know, and and I mean that. Like I'm so thankful for all the coaches that recruited me because, you know, everything in life is about opportunity and platform. You know. If, They don't want to take that trip to Mitchell, South Dakota, which you weren't using Google on your phone and and Google Maps. You're really taking a map out and landing in Sioux Falls, driving an hour and a half to go see me, you know, showing up at at a house that is a blip, you know what I mean? Like, so like those guys really committed to me. And that's why I was so thankful for it. But, you know, yes, to answer your question, you do want to say, what's up?
2: Did you ever ask Billy Donovan, How would you find me?
3: (laughs) Well, we still had, you know, we still had the tournaments. Like, we still had opportunities and tournaments to play in. Um, I think the biggest thing there with, with him is that he's still recruited and worked.
1: I hear anything before the internet and I'm like, carrier pigeon, like what are we? Um, Mike, speaking of carrier pigeons, I gotta ask you, do you have any pets now? I know you famously had a pet monkey and, you know, wondering, how do you, where do you go from there? Like, do you get another pet monkey or do you get a dog? Like what, any, anything out of the box?
3: I, I tell you, I'm almost, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you what I have. I have, we have a, at our house now, we have a pet raccoon. What? Sorry, uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> Mike. Yeah. On, Wait. Yeah, and, and we have a, and we have a pet fox.
0: I have a
1: few questions. Um, how did you find that? How did you get <laughs> them? How did did they were they like roaming around and you brought them in or did you seek them out?
3: No, I think I think the the rumor around town is that we're the nutty family and uh, and anytime um, you know uh, animal gets brought in at like two weeks old, we feel like we can. Dr. Doolittle them, you know what I mean? So my wife loves it. Um, and one thing I learned, as long as she's happy, I'm happy. Uh, but our kids love it. It's just it's just something we've always done from from monkeys to foxes to raccoons to dogs. We just, we're, we're crazy.
2: I have a 13-year-old who's playing basketball. I've decided very quickly that I would not be coaching because I will kill my <laughs> Smart. <child. laughs> as a coach. You coach your sons. Was yeah. that how hard was that let me ask you that. It,
3: it was hard it was the best it was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life um, but it was hard you know I had an early sit-down when it got brought to me um, when COVID hit I stepped away from, from college basketball I just needed a reset um, and I really started examining my life like I played 17 years I was gone all the time uh, my family sacrificed without me um, and so when I sat back and and the High school came to me and said, hey, would you like to coach these guys? I, I, I was obviously interested at first, but I sat down with the entire family and told my wife and my kids, this is, you know, this is going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Like, there's going to be times my wife's going to hate me because of the way I treat my kids. There's going to be times my kids hate me because of the way I treat them in practice. But it gave us an opportunity to really lock in in the gym and be around and, and experience the things he was experiencing, both my boys. Uh, You know, my oldest wins Mr. Basketball year. We won state championships. So like when it came back and again, it was a sacrifice and it's easy. Like we don't do those things. Maybe we're telling a different story about how we like each other now. But, you know, it was just an unbelievable experience as a father to be able to coach your kids through that, um, through the struggles, through the successes. um, And then every day being in the gym with them, because as basketball players, our lives are amazing, but we do sacrifice a lot and we sacrifice a lot of family time and you know, I you know, was able to gain a lot of that back in one year, which, you know, uh, was an unbelievable blessing.
2: Mike, I talked to a lot of former players who have sons who are playing basketball, and almost all of them say the same thing. They don't listen to me. I gotta get one of my old teammates to say something. I gotta get some one of my old coaches to say something because when I say it, they don't hear, Yo, know, my dad played 17 years and won two titles. they shut yeah. up dad, stop telling me what to do. <laughs> so did you have to go through that with your sons and how'd you overcome that barrier?
3: Yeah, I mean, w- whether you play or not, I think all your kids, all kids that are in sports or anything in their life need different voices around them. And I think what happens like anything else is they grow and mature. They start understanding like the stuff that we told them um, was was right. You know, it's like it's no different than what I tell my dad all the time. You know, the way you way you raised me, the way you did things. I'm sorry, I apologize. That's how it was. Uh, and and the same thing I went through when I was coaching at Memphis and coaching the high school. I went back and apologized to a lot of my coaches that I went through. Like it's it's a it's a grind.
1: I mean, if I'm gonna let you ask another basketball question to wrap this up, but real quick, Mike, are raccoons and foxes like? cuddly or, or is this a like cage situation
3: very very uh, on, so i just want to know i'm
1: genuinely curious just, just
3: to yeah yeah just to give you just to give you like a raccoon's a lot like a like a cat the fox is more like a dog um you know it's they're uh you know it, i think anything again I'm, I'm i'm nuts and my family's nuts but i think anything is is how you raise it right? So we got it early enough. They don't, I don't think they realize they're raccoons or foxes right now. I think they feel like they're part of our dog family because we have, we have dogs too. So they raise with with the dogs. Um, but they're a lot of fun.
1: Thank you. I'm researching for a children's book. So,
3: I mean, (laughs) there you go. There you go. Come take photos and videos. You got a good photo. photo Perfect. Thank
1: you.
2: (laughs) My last question for you, you know, you mentioned You know, after going through some experiences, calling some of your old coaches, calling your dad, saying, my bad. What's the most knuckleheaded thing that young Mike Miller did in a basketball setting?
3: I don't think because I was my dad coached me. My dad was a principal. My mom was a teacher. I didn't do anything nutty, nutty. I just I just sometimes didn't appreciate uh, the time and effort they put into like coaches put into it. And you don't understand that, you know, they're organized and prepared and do their jobs, right? Like, when you come in and show up as an, as an athlete, you show up for the three hours for practice, the hour and a half before getting your work in and maybe the weights. But you don't understand the coaches are really diving into what's best for the team. Um, and individually, as a basketball player, you're always wondering what's best for me. You know, at times, it's just it's a natural your natural habits. So, you know, you don't understand the work and the grind and the amount of preparation that they put into it. Um, and, you know, the behind the scenes for coaching, they, they spend a ton of time. Like when you spend four hours at the gym, they're nine, 10, 12 hours at the gym. And, and there's a lot of things that you have to juggle. It's parents, it's, it's, it's the kids, it's playing style, it's the, the opponents, um, you know. And I think just the appreciation of being on the other side and seeing that it wasn't so much of, I never would disrespect a coach. It's more along the lines of the frustrations that you live as a player, that you don't understand that the coaches have 15 people to worry about, not you. And, and uh, you know, selfishly, that's, that's hard to understand when you're going through it.
2: His name's Mike Miller. He's a two-time champ, played 17 years in the league. Thank you so much for
3: joining us on Ball. I appreciate y'all having me, man. Good to see y'all, too.
0: Have you ever
1: wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Stuff like. The Denzel Washington and training day trophy given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA or the Lauren Hill. You might win some dot, 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 but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make six trophies, your go-to companion podcast. Follow six trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
2: The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
2: You guys think the Timberwolves can beat the Nuggets? Anthony Edwards is plus 1,300 to win. Finals MVP. Wow, that's putting the cart before the horse. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you can wager on who's going to win in the draft lottery on May 12th.
1: And if you're new to DraftKings, you've got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly.
2: So here's what we're going to do. We're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code ODDBALL. That's code O-D-D-B-A-L-L. For new customers to get 150 smackaroos in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: Everyone just close your eyes with me. Inhale. Exhale. You are worthy. And we're going to let you know that you're worthy with a segment we like to call
1: might up. There it is.
2: We read a, a name, a statement, and a prediction, and it is the job of the other person to take that name, statement, and prediction, and give it life with positive reinforcement. Charlotte, are oh, you ready to nice start? this is nice.
0: I mean, I feel this is this is whew.
2: Charlotte, I understand you have a lot of things to say, and I really appreciate it, but I do need to know if you're ready to commence the game.
0: Yes, I mean I've never been okay.
2: more ready. You? Charlotte, your name is Steve Kerr. You must hype up Steve Kerr.
0: Steve Kerr doesn't need to be hyped. Okay. Uh
2: Charlotte, that's a bad start. I mean, excuse sorry. me. Charlotte, while I appreciate the start that you you had by saying that everyone needs a little hype in their life. Steve's feeling down, maybe, maybe a little stressed. Steve! This is a Steve!
0: Time. Steve, my dude! What could be better? What could be better? You won five championships as a player. You've won four as a coach. You're Captain America with Team USA. You seem to have a lovely family. You've got a probably really nice house. You've made a bunch of money. Your life rules. Your life rules. You don't you don't need some you don't need me on Charlotte Wilder talking on a basketball show about how great you are. You know you're great. You're great. Steve.
3: I'm doing what I love.
0: Steve, my dude
2: all those riches and all those rings can't do anything for that bad back though steve i feel your pain that's oh, why you yeah. should get one of these they're very very useful
0: are you just trying to get sponsored
2: well i do what i can okay
0: uh calm amin are you ready i am
2: mike Green. mike Green, you're a legend i grew up listening to you call nick games you and walt clive fraser You guys helped me score a better grade on my SAT verbal because the vocabulary that I learned from listening to your broadcast was invaluable to my nascent immigrant learning mind for the English language, particularly as it relates to an academic setting. Beyond that, you've called many of the great moments in NBA history with your dulcet tones and your penchant for hitting the exact right words at the right time. I'll never forget that time where you took the time to come into the crowd and talk to me as a youngster about what it meant to be a good fan because I had a sign that perhaps wasn't too complimentary to Keith Van Horn, who at that time was rumored to be traded to the Knicks and I wasn't happy because I was a big Latrell Sprewell fan. Mike, you're a Hall of Famer a 100 times over and I hope my career reaches even a fraction of the success and class that yours has. Thank you for everything you've done.
0: That was really nice.
2: Charlotte, your next statement Hi, you. is the Mavericks waived Javel McGee only a year after signing him to be the starter for them. So Javel got waived. Um, it only took a year. Gotta hype up Javel McGee here. Or are we hyping up the Mavericks? We no, hyping
0: we're hyping up, up Javel. We're, we're hyping up Javel.
2: Okay. Sorry. I like to hype up everybody. I, I'm equal opportunity in terms of everybody needs a little a little positivity. Charlotte, yeah, can, okay. we need you to deliver the positivity to JaVale, though.
0: JaVale, I know it's only been a year, and that's got to feel not great, but you're 35. You've won three championships. You played for two of them, uh, but you still got those three rings. You've made so much money. You've got to be tired. Are you tired? I'm tired. I'm a year younger than you, and I don't play basketball, so... I can only imagine, maybe, look, another team's going to pick you up. If they don't, you've had a great run, Charlotte, my dude. I,
2: I hate to cut you off. I think another team did pick him up. There have been rumors that he's going to sign with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I don't know if that's finalized. Hollywood, could you, no, just.
0: Okay, JaVale, uh, well, if you're with the Kings now, they're good now. So that's great. Um, you can light the beam. If you're not with the Kings, you can chill until you are. Either way, things are looking up for you.
2: Yeah, it says JaVale McGee, newest King JaVale McGee, so.
0: All right, well.
2: Never mind, all right.
0: Sacramento's going to be awesome.
2: All right, give me my next, my statement.
0: Kevin Durant on Twitter. I'm not that interesting for a doc. I ain't even joking this time. You have to hype up that statement, I mean.
2: KD, I appreciate your humility. It's one of the great f- factors that people love about you. You don't walk around kind of trumpeting your greatness. You're comfortable within your own skin. You just want to play basketball. Nobody cares, go to work. But friend, let me tell you, you are absolutely worth, worthy of a documentary and then some. You're worthy of a docu-series. People want to know your story. Your story is incredible. You slept in the gym. You and your mom and your brother struggled to make it happen. You ended up uh, going to Texas after a huge growth spurt, but look, you were a skinny kid and people were doubting whether you'd even be good enough, but you did it and you, you should have been the number one overall pick, but you weren't, you were the number two pick. Man, there's so many trials and tribulations there. You went to Oklahoma City and you embraced it when everyone else didn't want to be there. You made it a destination. KD, you are a great story and a story of perseverance. And I hate when people call you a cupcake or say you took the easy way out. You didn't. You did what was available to you as a free agent. That's what the term free agent means. You're free to go wherever you want. You've only demanded a trade one time in your career. People seem to forget that. You fulfilled your contracts everywhere and people hated you for it. And that's not right. Your side of the story deserves to be out there. KD, I want to make your documentary, even if you don't want to make it. I want to make it.
0: Wow, that calm mean is really nice.
2: Thank you, Charlotte. Your uh, last statement is a speculative statement. Brandon Ingram returns to the Lakers, Charlotte. Brandon Ingram returns to the Lakers. You have to hype up that statement.
0: So, Brandon Ingram, when when you, you were... I saw something you said during the FIBA World Cup, which is that Austin Reeves, being in L.A., should delete his social media. And I know that L.A... I know your career really took off after you left L.A., but you were drafted by them. You're going to go back, uh, hypothetically, and show that city what they've been missing. You are going to be the king of Hollywood. And when you told Austin to delete his social media in Los Angeles, I'd argue that's the greatest gift of all, not having to be online, not having to be on social media. If you take your own advice, you can just be this cool enigma who plays basketball really well and you're not posting anything. You can't get you can't get in trouble for what you don't post. So, L.A., Brandon, go back to L.A. if you can, maybe.
2: All right eloquent
0: drew holiday requests to play on the same team as his brothers
2: drew you gotta go man you gotta bring the brothers back together man we gotta make it gang gang man you know what's better than one holiday two holidays you know what's better than two holidays three holidays and that's what we need everyone loves a holiday weekend why because we get friday saturday off sunday off and monday off that's how it works buddy and you gotta make it happen for us we'll call it labor day we'll call memorial day we'll call it whatever day president's day it don't matter give me all the holidays all at the same time baby give me a surfboard give me some grills and hot dogs Yo. give me miller light and it Yes, and by the way, if I gotta go somewhere, I'm gonna go to a game to watch the holidays play. And I'm gonna use the Game Time app. Promo code DLS for $20 off. Terms may apply.
0: That's how I do this thing. You impress me sometimes.
2: That's gonna do it for us today. Thanks.
0: This
2: is the story of the one.